to the Howie Silbiger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Get in on the conversation. Call 1-877-669-1292. It is now two months since the October 7th massacre, the October 7th genocidal attack on the Jewish people. Two months since Hamas decided to live up to their charter and to their stated goals of eliminating Jews all over the world. Two months since the world saw the brutality of Hamas. The limited pictures that were released of burned bodies beheaded children, beheaded soldiers, and murdered innocent men, women, and children. It's been two months. What have we learned in this two months? What have we learned? We learned that when Jews get massacred, when Jews get killed, when a genocidal attack happens to Jews, the world mourns the dead Jew for exactly two weeks. This is what we learned. What else did we learn? We learned that the institutions, the Ivy League institutions that are raising the next generation of politicians, the next generation of world leaders, don't mind when students on their campus call for the extermination of the Jewish people. That it's covered in their mind under freedom of speech. What else did we learn in the last month? We learned that Hamas, well, we knew this already, but... We really learned that Hamas are a bunch of cowards hiding in tunnels under hospitals, schools, homes, using people as human shields. Hamas doesn't care about their population, the population that voted them in. They couldn't care less about them. Their sole mission, their sole goal in life is to destroy Israel and murder the Jewish people. What else have we learned? We've learned that the world hates the Jews. We are living in a time, yet again, when a Holocaust against the Jewish people could be sparked any second. The only thing stopping it from happening is the existence of the Jewish army in the state of Israel. That's what we've learned over the last two months since the October 7th genocidal attack on the Jewish people in southern Israel. Today marks the first night of Hanukkah. Hanukkah, for those of you who don't know, celebrates the rededication of the temple in Jerusalem thousands of years ago. You see, the Jews had a state there state called Judea. And the state of Judea was invaded and taken over. And the rulers of the state of Judea, the new rulers of the state of Judea, the occupiers, decided that the best way to deal with the Jewish problem was to murder all Jews that were living there. And so they passed a decree that Jews should either pledge their allegiance to the king 
or face death. The Jews fought back. The Maccabees got up and fought. Fought against the corruption, fought against the assimilation, fought against the people who want to destroy Jews. And they won. They defeated the enemy, the genocidal enemy that came to destroy them. They wanted to take their land and destroy the people. They fought against them and they beat them. Stories continuing today, as it's continued through the centuries, through the generations. And we find us in, the, in a similar position as to where the Maccabees stood thousands of years ago. We have a genocidal usurper of land who wants to come and take the land and destroy the people on it, the Jews. We have the world sitting by, enjoying the show. The world would not shed a tear if Israel disappeared tomorrow. The world would not care, even for a second, if Israel disappeared. Nobody's going to come and save Israel. Nobody's going to come and save the Jews. If a Holocaust started tomorrow, the exact same reaction that the world had to the Holocaust in the, 19, in the late 1930s, early 1940s, would be the exact same reaction today. Oh, those poor Jews. The world loves dead Jews. The world thrives. They love dead Jews. They don't like Jews that fight back. Just take a look at the situation now. Hamas, over 17 years, committed war crimes every single day, launching hundreds of missiles into civilian populations in southern Israel. The world didn't care. If the missiles hit a, a kindergarten or the missiles hit a house and injured people or killed people, the world didn't care. No condemnations, no demands for a ceasefire, no care whatsoever for the people in southern Israel. Nobody cared. And then Hamas, seeing 17 years, the world didn't care. We can launch missiles, hundreds of thousands of missiles into Israel, civilian populations, which is a war crime. And the world didn't care. Nobody cared. Nobody said a word. Nobody, nobody cared. Even the people living in those towns, people living in the towns, got used to the rockets. So a rocket came in. They had to be five seconds away from a bomb shelter at all times. They built more bomb shelters. Because Jews are resilient. And they're not going to give up their land. They're not going to be scared away. You're going to launch rockets at us. We're going to build more bomb shelters. We're going to protect ourselves. We're going to protect our children. But we are staying where we are. We're not going anywhere. And then Hamas decided. Oh, nobody cared. Now's a great time. to attack and murder Jews, to, to fulfill our mission, to fulfill our charter, destroy Israel and murder Jews. And that's what they did. They went on October 7th, they went and they killed 1,200 people. Men, women, children, didn't matter. They raped women, they, they, they killed babies, they beheaded people, they beheaded babies, they burned people alive. The world was horrified. 
reporters were horrified. They were shown videos of what happened. And, and, and uh, even to make this even worse. So, so committing a massacre like that, committing a genocidal attack like that, is bad enough. To make things even worse, they live-streamed it all. They were proud of it. They recorded every single gruesome detail of what they did to human beings on October 7th. And they live-streamed it on, on social media. They killed people and took their phones and then broadcast their bodies on their social media accounts. One family, they walked in. The family was just sitting down to eat breakfast. It was 6 o'clock in the morning or 7 o'clock in the morning. They gouged out the eyes of the father. They cut off the fingers of the son. They cut the breasts off the mother. And they broke the girl's legs. Then they slaughtered them. And as they were lying on the floor, gasping their last breath, these Hamas monsters sat down and ate the meal. At breakfast. The people dying at their feet. It's just one of the horror stories of the 1,200 horror stories that happened on October 7th. Two months ago. And here we are. Listening to the world call for proportionality. What is the proportionate response? The media asks. What is proportionate? How could there be a proportionate response? How could there be a proportionate response to a woman being gang raped and then having her face shot off and then them raping her dead body? What is a proportionate response to that? What's a proportionate, proportionate response to tying a family together in a cellar and then lighting them on fire and watching them die, burned to death? What's the proportionate response to that? What's the proportionate response to, 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 to somebody throwing a bomb into a bomb shelter that they know a bunch of children ran into? They watched a bunch of children run into a bomb shelter, and then they walked into the bomb shelter and threw a grenade in there. What, what's the proportionate response to that? These were innocent men, women, and children. These weren't fighters. They weren't warriors. In fact, they were all peace advocates. They were all peace activists. There was the leftist of the left in Israel. And 1,200 of them were murdered. What is the proportionate response to murdering more Jews in one day than has been murdered at all since the Holocaust? The most amount of Jews in a day. What's the proportionate response to that? As we go into Hanukkah, it seems to me very apropos that the Jewish army is taking out the enemy. That the Jewish army is destroying Hamas. Just today, hundreds of Hamas rats, and I'm insulting rats by calling them Hamas rats. I apologize to the rat population. Hundreds of Hamas rats came out of their tunnels and surrendered to the Israeli forces. Now the Hamas propaganda machine is in full swing, and so... When, when you have terrorists that come out of tunnels, they're, they're, they're there to commit terror. And they come out of tunnels, 
the first thing you do is you take their clothes away. You 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 strip them because they could be hiding suicide vests or, or or any other kind of weapon under their clothing. So you make sure they're not wearing any clothing. So they stripped them all down. And I saw a Hamas uh, posting just earlier today saying that they took just anybody from town and stripped them down and they executed them. It's not true. But that is the propaganda being being displayed and being believed by, I suppose, the people who go to Ivy League schools that allows them to call for the genocide of the Jewish people. The false news out there is unbelievable. The CEOs of, uh, of, of Twitter and of, and of Facebook and, well, Facebook and Instagram are the same thing. Uh, Twitter is X now. It's Elon Musk. They, they said that they were unprepared for the amount of postings that Hamas has put up on their, their sites, of the amount of, of propaganda that was going to flood their sites, turning Israel into the enemy rather than the victim, turning, turning the, whole, the whole narrative away from a genocidal attack that happened on October 7th to Israel is now committing genocide against the Palestinian people. It's quite a jump that, that to go from Israel was attacked in a genocidal attack from a genocidal organization whose stated goal is to commit genocide to Israel's now the genocidal maniacs. But the propaganda machine, the Arab propaganda machine, is amazing. And there's many, 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 many billions of dollars. Well, you know, the world gave them billions of dollars and uh, they didn't use it for they didn't use it for their people. They didn't use it to build infrastructure. They definitely didn't use it to build rockets. Uh, they definitely I'm sorry. They definitely did use it to build rockets. They didn't use it to build uh, bomb shelters. There are no bomb shelters for the people of of Gaza. So it amazes me. It really does. That we are living in a time where people could be swayed so quickly and so easily to believe one narrative over another and to believe a narrative over the truth. It's unbelievable. There were people, and there still are people, who claimed that October 7th was an inside job. There's always those nut, nutballs. I mean, 9-11 was an inside job. I've heard this nutball theories for a long time. There are people who still claim that. There are people who claim that October 7th never happened. That it was generated by AI. And there are people who believe this. I have no patience for people like that. None at all. At a congressional hearing yesterday, the presidents of three Ivy League schools stood up and said that the policy of their school was to allow people to stand on campus and yell for the genocide of the Jewish people. Now, if you replace Jew with black, they would have said, no, that is totally racist. We cannot allow that. If you, if you replace Jew with transgender, they would have freaked out and said, no way. And everybody would have been arrested. But genocide of the Jewish people, not a problem. The Hamas organization, on their Twitter page, on their X page, yes, they have an X page, released a map of Palestine of what they envisioned Palestine. And lo and behold, the map is the entire state of Israel. So 
if you were wondering if there was a chance of a negotiated settlement, if you're wondering if, if Israel just removed themselves from the so-called occupied territories, if Israel just decided to, to, to walk away, perhaps there would be peace. Their stated goal is the destruction of the entire state of Israel. Their stated goal is the elimination of the Jewish people anywhere they live in the world. It's in their charter. Look it up. So no. No. Negotiated settlement is not going to work. In fact, even in their charter, they say there is no negotiation. Jihad is the only option. And that all the negotiations that are done and all the deals that are signed are a waste of time because nobody has the right to assign the land that Israel is on right now to anybody else aside from a Muslim. So all the negotiations and all the deals are all for nothing because jihad is the only way and the destruction of the Jews and the destruction of the state of Israel and the, uh, the elimination of the Zionists is the only solution. They lay it out very clearly. It's, it's written right there. It's clear. Anyone could read it. So why are people still arguing the point? Why are people still saying that a ceasefire is going to accomplish something? Why are people still saying that negotiation is the only way to solve this problem? If one side wants to negotiate and the other side does not want to negotiate, negotiation is useless. There is no point in negotiating with somebody who doesn't want to negotiate with you. If somebody's telling me, I want to kill you, and I say, please don't kill me. Let's find another way to do this. Let's settle this in some other way. And they say, I want to kill you. And I say, please don't kill me. Let's settle this somehow in another way. And then they say, no, 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 you don't understand. I want to kill you. I don't think the continued negotiation is going to change that person's mind. I don't think that if you negotiate with Hamas and you tell Hamas, please don't destroy Israel, Hamas will say, oh, well, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe we're having sex thoughts about this. You're right. Maybe we shouldn't destroy Israel. That's not going to happen. They're going to say, okay, we'll make a deal. Let's, let's, let's have a ceasefire. And then three days later, they will break the ceasefire as they did. And then a week later, they will break the ceasefire again as they did. Now, did we condemn Hamas for breaking the ceasefire? No. No, the world didn't say a word about Hamas launching rockets into Israel after they agreed to a ceasefire. Nobody said a word. But when Israel resumed their ground attack on Hamas, when Israel resumed destroying the terrorists who lived next door, oh, suddenly the world woke up. Now Israel is the villain again. Now Israel is destroying and, 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 per- and uh, persecuting and, and committing genocide and whatever else, whatever, whatever other rhetoric you want to throw at Israel, that's what they're doing. Suddenly, Hamas launching missiles into Israeli civilian populations. Ah, that's okay. Hamas walking into Israeli towns and slaughtering everybody in town. That's okay. Hamas taking hundreds of, of hostages, kidnapping hundreds of people and holding them hostage and torturing them, and drugging them, and starving them, as we're starting to hear the testimony coming out. That's okay. The world has no condemnation for that. Where are the politicians who are demanding a ceasefire right now? Where are they demanding the release of all Israeli hostages? If Hamas wants this war to end, it could end tomorrow. All they have to do is release the hostages. That's what Benjamin Netanyahu said. Hamas has to release the hostages, unharmed. If they release the hostages, this war ends immediately. 
So why is Hamas continuing this war? If it's committing a genocide, if it's committing a, a grave, 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 grave harm to the people of Gaza, why is Hamas continuing this war? Why have they not ended the war yet? Simply because their goal has not been accomplished. They have not won their goal. They have not achieved their goal. What is their goal? Once again, it's stated right there in their constitution. It's right there in their charter. Just read the charter. They laid it out. They, they were very honest. The destruction of Israel and the elimination of all Zionists and all supporters of Zionists. Basically, the genocide of the Jewish people. That's their goal. It's there. It's in black and white. And those people who don't want to believe it, those people who say, ah, that's just rhetoric, that's just political talk, they went to prove it. They proved it over and over and over and over and over again. 1,200 times on October 7th. 1,200 times they proved their point. And you still don't believe in? You're still asking Israel to prove that these massacres happened? What other massacre in the world, what other country in the world uh, was the victim of a massacre and was demanded that you prove that this happened? Look, we understand that the world hates Jews. We understand that Jews are not loved. We get it. That's why the state of Israel exists. Leave our state alone. Let us move to our state. Let us live in our state in peace. You won't have to deal with the Jews. They'll leave your country. They'll go to Israel. The only thing at the October 7th, the only positive thing, the October 7th massacre of the Jews accomplished was the unity of the Jewish people. You see, when Jews don't have a common enemy, they, they pretty much fight amongst each other, like any family. They argue with each other. They bicker. They disagree. When there's a common enemy, when someone's coming to destroy the Jewish people, we are the strongest nation around. Nobody is going to beat us. Not the Ivy League schools, who support the call for the genocide of the Jewish people. Not Hamas, not the Palestinian Liberation Organization, not the United Nations. Nobody's going to beat us. And let me ask you this. Just one last question before we end for today. Where is the world condemnation of the United Nations? Whose employees for UNRWA the United Nations Relief Organization held some of the hostages in their homes. Employees of the United Nations held Israeli hostages in their homes. Where's the world condemnation of the UN? Where's calls for charging UNRWA and UNRWA members with war crimes? Why is there a double standard? If you are a peace-loving person, God bless you if you are. And you're not outraged by the fact that the United Nations Relief Organization was holding hostages, by the fact that Hamas 
was launching missiles and still is launching missiles into civilian populations. If you're not outraged by those two points, and there's plenty of other points too, if you're not outraged by the by the rapes that Hamas committed on October 7th, if you're not outraged by the 1,200 murders of Jews, and you call yourself a human rights activist, well, then your moral compass is completely off. Israel is fighting a just war. It should have happened years ago. They are not going to allow another massacre of Jews. They're not going to allow another Holocaust to happen. Once again, never again means never again. I'm Howie Silberger. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you again next time.